0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Catfish Cops. It has been uh, a little while. We understand that. We recognize that.
1: It sounds like an AA meeting. (laughs) That was a very unexcited welcome back to Catfish Cops. That's true. Yeah, that was very unexcited. Do I sound like the uh, movie phone announcer? Welcome to movie phone. Welcome to movie phone. (laughs) That's like old. Well, yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a while.
0: Well work primarily uh, the real job it has taken a toll on both of us training we have been offering up training in a couple of new locations since we last put something out where we've been to utah yeah twice
1: and arizona <laughs> arizona we got some trips coming up like we've got yeah june august october and november and next january already booked that's true. Yeah, but we have a lot. All of those things could fall through. So I don't want to like say it's for set or set in place. But yeah.
0: And Georgia. Yeah. We have another Georgia trip. And Georgia. Up. Gosh, I forgot that one. Yep. We're, um, we are definitely racking up the um, events, which is not a terrible thing because we get to impart our wisdom. And uh, we've also, which we didn't really, I don't know that we've ever talked about it, but when we go to our trainings, we, we try to give back to the communities that we're in, Yep. and we try to uh, facilitate meetings with the public, um, churches and civic groups and other organizations. Anybody really willing to listen to us?
1: We basically do the same presentation that we do live and in person with people in our area. We do that same training in
0: those there. places, in yeah.
1: places that we train because we want to help teach the community about child protection
0: yeah and we've gotten really good feedback on it so it's uh it's rewarding you know it'd be nice to have a completely stacked house and we haven't quite encountered that yet but we'll see what the future holds
1: it's yeah it's hard to gauge like it's yeah you know it's middle of the week people kind of come and it's either feast or famine kind of thing uh same is true of our teaching just anywhere. But yeah. with all of that, we also fit in work and um, family <laughs> yeah. and all of the other stuff uh, that's gone on. Yeah,
0: yeah, that little thing called work and family. Those things uh, yeah. heat up a lot of time.
1: So let's kick it right off. Um, it's been a minute, so we're going to start with a case study because you guys have spoken and want to hear some more cases, so they're coming. We hear to you. your voice, we hear your complaints,
0: <laughs> we see your emails, we, we see your comments on social media. Yep, and uh, we recognize that we at times have failed you, and so we apologize. Yeah,
1: well, and I, I, we truly are sorry that the time goes by. Sometimes we don't even realize, yeah. um, but we also, you know, know that people are understanding because life kind of gets in the way. So. This is an interesting one, I think, because much like one other that we've done before, and I think it's been a, a while since we've talked about the dual cases, but this is one that was very similar. After we had success with the first joint case um, where we worked together, uh, uh, both of our undercover profiles kind of joined up and yep. brought in the same predator. That had good success, so this, you know, we kind of came across another opportunity to do the same thing and so i'm going to start us off with how this case began um this i don't think we've i don't think we've ever talked about kick have we done a case on kick
0: we may have mentioned it once or twice i
1: think we've mentioned it but i don't know that we've done a case so well
0: this one's kind of old school anyway it does take us back to 2019 so
1: yeah let me let me talk about kick for a second Um, kick what I remember is Kick was sort of coming into existence. Um, and I remember hearing about Kik when I was a school resource officer from kids in schools. But that was like 2011-ish, 2011 yeah. or 12. And people, you know, the kids were on Kik as just another messaging app. Well, now it's very much fallen out of favor with the, the kids. And it's kind of a place where a lot of adults are on um, but it is very much a, oh, yeah, a haven for a lot of these offenders to go and trade and talk, um, and send things back and forth. So I was on this, um, posing as a 13 year old boy, uh, and I got a message. It was February 2019. It was February like 22nd, I think around there. It was a Friday. I remember I was, um, not at work when I sent, Oh no, this wasn't a Friday. It was a Saturday because I was home. Um, our calendar says Friday, but it was a Saturday, I think, because mm-hmm. I remember being at home and laying around and I just was on there, uh, as an undercover. And I got a message from a guy who had a pretty, I actually, so it's a pretty terrible yeah. profile picture. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like, was like, oh my god. It was sort of one of those like you laugh while shaking your hand head and going like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe someone has that. And it's like a it's a you wanna describe oh, it? Yeah, I yeah, stopped it's a
0: it's a cartoon uh animated rubber duck, you know, rubber ducky. When you squeeze it it like makes the squeaky sound. It's laying on <laughs> How its does that side sound? Uh, squeak squeak. Oh but, you uh, didn't much do it. higher. I don't know. <laughs> and so it's laying on its side and there is a pool of liquid water coming out of its uh, bottom hole.
1: So had the duck not had anything else in it, it would just look like a duck that had been floating in the bathtub with water coming out of that little like hole in the bottom of the duck. However, but it does say something about <laughs> the
0: it. the title of it says when he gets up to shower and leaves you laying there like the whore you are. Oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> See you chuckle, but you go, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, well, there's anyway. also
0: something else interesting that was yeah. in the profile picture, which is a smaller uh, image of a slice of pepperoni pizza, cheese and pepperoni pizza. And so, what's the significance of that
1: in our world? Uh, it could be that um, he's a fat hog like us that loves pizza.
0: Yeah, that's since an we option.
1: Just ate pizza. We did. But it could also mean there's, you know, there are things that offenders use to signal to other people what they're interested in. And sometimes that is a, uh, a word that or is a phrase that they use to signal that they might be interested in um, things involving children. Correct. So this individual messaged us with um, a profile name and I'm just going to make up the pseudonym name, you know, our randomly generated name of Tom And, uh, so Tom sends us, sends me a message and what does his message say? Hey, what's up? That is a classic one line, right? Yeah. And, uh, I kind of responded and he said, you know, he's just bored at home and then sends me a picture of him laying in bed with no shirt on and basically like from the waist up. Yep. And so, He asked about what I was doing. I told him I'm in high school. Um, or no, he asked if I was in high school still. And which is kind of interesting, right? That it's like right off the bat. He's like, you still in high school? And I said, no, you know, I I was much younger than that. I told him I, you know, I basically said I was, I was much younger. Um, and he started our conversation asking what grade we're in. I'm telling him, you know, I'm in roughly eighth grade. So. Thirteen ish, almost fourteen, and he tells me he's thirty six. And what does he ask me?
0: He is uh, first. He tells you it's okay that that you're in eighth grade, which is flag number one. Yep. Um, And then right off the bat, as soon as he gives his age, he says, "Hey, send me a pic." Of course.
1: Yeah. Tells me his age, and he asks me, "You like talking to older guys?" Now I'm a boy, so you know I'm like, "Well, I guess so." You know, sort of, uh, kind of like you know, sort of playing it cool. Um, he ends up sending several pictures. He sends a picture of him with a motorcycle helmet on. I see a motorcycle in the background. Um, and he starts talking to me about, you know, just the things we have a conversation. It's not like very different from just a normal conversation in this way, except for he believes I'm 13 and right. he's 36. So he says, I'll take you on a ride uh, talking about the motorcycle. Um, but you know, just telling me about basically you have to kind of be careful on motorcycles cause one day you're going to get hurt. Um, and of course I actually respond with like, I think that's pretty cool. And he talks about meeting up someplace. Um,
0: yeah, that's, that's what I noted was, uh, just how quickly he was willing to just come meet and pick you up in person because that's literally what he tells you.
1: Yeah. And he starts right off. So besides telling me that he can come pick me up and, you know, I could, he could drop me off somewhere. He starts asking about, uh, have I done anything sexual? Do I like guys? How long have I liked guys? Uh, and that's all day one. So I think what we noted is in less than six hours or about six hours, he has found out my age offered to come pick me up and talked about sexual things, asked for pictures, uh, and to meet in real life. Like, that's pretty significant, right? And
0: honestly, that's basically the total time from the time you were on the app until that day ended. That doesn't necessarily mean it's six continuous hours of chat, because it's not. it was not. It's literally, I'd be shocked if it was 20 or 30 minutes of actual chatting time. Um, it's just, it takes a bit of a process and staying on the apps and whatnot. But, yeah.
1: Cause you're having a que- you're having still, a conversation
0: even still <clears throat> with that said six hours and you've already gotten photos. He's talking sexualized behavior to you. He wants to meet you in real life yep. in person to yep. take you somewhere on a
1: ride. So we start talking, um, later on and, and you know, just keeping track of the days, but He's talking about, you know, just the normal stuff that we're talking about, the, you know, going on errands and things like that. Uh, and he talks about staying inside because he have, gir- he has girls coming over. Um, that night he had one the night before. Uh, and I kind of asked him about that and he tells me they're both 18. They're both in high school, yeah. but they're 18 and, um, you know, kind of talking about how one's falling for him and all that stuff. And, Interestingly though I'm like well so do you like girls or guys you know cuz we're he likes boys or he he's asked me about liking guys I've asked him and he says well you know sometimes I like girls too but um sometimes I just want uh, a guy uh, actually he says you want yeah Tony's laughing cuz we're you- don't worry. There are, there are, <laughs> I want you to know, rest assured, there are episodes upcoming where I have Tony read the bad guys part in the chat. And so he gets a little taste of this medicine, but I'll read it. He says, but at times I just want to cock. And there you go. There's the line in the sand. <laughs> now, oh, you have nothing to say to that, huh?
0: Well, no. I mean, obviously. It is what we've talked about many times over. It's more sexualized behavior and talk. It's it's it grooming. That's exactly what is happening. Yeah. It just happens at a much faster rate than we would normally see. Well, and
1: yeah, and I mean, you want to talk about a faster rate? Like, you know, day one uh, into day two, he's talking about. Basically, the the sexual stuff he's into, but then he's talking about have you ever done any of this stuff? He asked me if I've um, experimented, basically, with you know playing with myself in ways. He said he started doing that at thirteen. It's Um,
0: really graphic. Like
1: this guy is really aggressive in his communication. Let's let's give him a little little taste of the chat. You you read the bad guy, and I'll read me. How about that?
0: Okay, just know uh, these are not the words of Tony Godwin. These are the words of bad guy Tom. Okay. uh, yeah. Okay.
1: Tom and and I'll just be bad. I'll be a 13 year old innocent kid like I was.
0: So it kicks off. He says, It's very okay to like both. I like girls more, but I have a craving for a cock sometimes. It changes sometimes. I just want to be fucked or I want to suck one. When I see a guy with a nice, he misses a word. He does not. Um, yeah, I definitely want to fuck him.
1: I've been thinking about that. I've just never done it. Just maybe thinking about it.
0: Have you played with your ass? Like stick a couple fingers in you?
1: No, I've never tried that. Wouldn't that be weird, though? I started
0: when I was about 13.
1: Really? Like, what do I even do?
0: I just reach back, start rubbing it with a lot of pressure, spit on my middle finger, and slide it right in. <laughs>
1: You're enjoying it's this too grief. much. grief. And that's not weird if I do that? It didn't to me. Okay, I've never thought about trying that. Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: I wish I could see it, you sliding a finger in that tight hole.
1: You want to see it? I do. <laughs> and it goes on
0: it does and
1: on uh and literally like that's day 2 and he continues um telling me exactly like what he would like to do talking about meeting up if you'd want to do it i don't want you to feel like you have to but i'd love to um now again think about this take a step back from what we talk about and think about a 36 year old man who's never met this boy 13 years old telling him all of this stuff. If that were your child, you know, that's going to be shocking, right? That's going to be something that you're like terrified. Um, because he keeps talking, he keeps talking about, you know, how he wants to do things and exactly what he wants to do, um, how he wants to see more pictures of me. Uh, and he keeps asking me, uh, he actually asks me if he can take pictures or videos of me when we meet up and, and, um,
0: and that's a very serious question for a suspect to ask, obviously, because what that generally means is he's asking you as this kid to produce this material, which is very, very problematic, Yep. not only for him, but these are the kind of things that these predators are asking real kids.
1: Yeah. And when I start getting into other questions and I find out that he's a mechanic, he's actually an aircraft mechanic working on some pretty high up things that yeah. probably shouldn't be telling anyone, let alone some random 13 year old boy. Um, but I think he's trying to maybe impress me. Yeah.
0: I, I definitely believe that there's a lot of things that were told during these ongoing undercover cases and you don't really know what to buy and what not to buy or what to believe in and not believe in. Uh, but this guy threw out uh, something, that would really, really put him in a, in a position of trust. And um, it would take a high level of clearance to be in a position that he talked about being in,
1: which made us kind of like, Whoa, this guy's not, he's not just, you know, working at the, the corner store or something like that, where it's just whatever, it doesn't actually have any sort of meaning. He actually had some, um, some, Mm -hmm. Basically inroads to things that he shouldn't be talking about or yeah. dealing with. So what like a week later, we're still talking, talking about, you know, he's asking me where I'm at. I'm telling him he's literally on the other side of the Metroplex from me. So it's about a 30 minute drive. Um, but he's talking about like what he wants to do, what he, what he like, what he wants to do to me, um, sexually. And it's not just. It's not like I'd like to, I know Tony's shaking his head over here. It's not just, I'd like to sit and like talk with you and no, it's, it's not, it's let's horrible. not talk about, you know, what you did at school or what you're studying. It is straight to the point. He's ta- telling me what he'd like to do, what he'd like to lick, all of the things he wants to do with his tongue um, and asking me What's, questions about sexualized behavior.
0: I, I'm not going to say the words that he said because okay. they're just gross, but <laughs> there is a, there is a, a term that's been mentioned, I don't know, in one of our other cases, but it, a guy said he wanted to tongue his fart box. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. <laughs>
1: No, but he does say, he says he, it in a different way. This guy says that he's going to, t- the quote is tongue your ass. Yeah. Uh, wow. I didn't think, <laughs> well, I was gonna leave that. Way. how far we've, how far we've traveled the folks is funnier. It is funnier. I'm so sorry that we've, that we've made it this far into, I feel like we've gotten this far into our relationship with our listeners that, you know, <laughs> they need to hear the things these guys are saying. Um, but he asked me about a girlfriend, you know, then he's <laughs> the, <laughs> I'm
0: still cracking up about that.
1: So the twist here is he's talking to me about like he likes girls, but he also likes guys. You know, of course, he's telling me all of the things he wants to do. He did not mention farbox, but he definitely, you know. Then he's (laughs) asking me like, "I'd like you to get me a young girl," and I'm like, "What? (laughs) Well, what are you talking about?" And this is sort of this is sort of the genesis of where I came up with starting to call mm. Tony, my slutty cousin. That's true. Um, because he asked me if I know any slutty girls and I'm like, I bet my cousin's a slut. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what he said. I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, okay. But I kind of did. And <laughs> so did. he's asking about my, uh, family member, uh, my cousin. Uh, and I'm, you know, of course. So like we did in the last one, I have to call over <laughs> to Tony and be like, Hey pal, what you doing? You know, like, let's talk about how slutty you can be and see if you're intro- introducing you to this guy is a possibility. Um, so that literally happens one week from about one week from when I started talking to him. Yep. And Tony, I'll let you take over talking about. I, I message Tony. I ask him. I tell him that my cousin is, is close to my age. Um, and then I remember. <clears throat> this My memory is so weird because I don't have a good memory for some things, but I remember I was at a movie with my kids <laughs> and my wife, and we were in the movie theater when he sends me this message, and I call Tony while we're waiting for the movie. The lights are off, the, <laughs> the previews are starting, and I'm like, hey, can you be my slutty cousin? <laughs> Which I'm sure to people listening around us, were like... Oh, we got to call someone about this security, security, (laughs) security to uh, to theater three. So I called Tony. He's like, yeah, sure. Introduce us. And that's what I did. Uh, I introduced the two of them. Well,
0: When that introduction was made, it's, it's noteworthy that because of this guy's aggressiveness with Brandon's profile leading up to this, there's things as we've discussed in the past, we begin to try to identify people and, And in that interim of the introduction, this guy was positively identified. And so some things come into play later we'll talk about that made more sense um, at the conclusion of it. But, uh, yeah, this guy reaches out and uh, asks me to be friends with him. and, And that's kind of where it
1: began. Um, meanwhile, I'm doing surveillance on his, because he's so aggressive, he's already mentioned (coughs) meeting. He's talked about coming over to do all of these things. So I'm starting to do the things that we might do a little bit later down the road, but I'm, I'm doing surveillance. I'm trying to see, you know, what kind of uh, vehicles he's shown me pictures of vehicles of his, he's shown me pictures that kind of show the neighborhood and I'm able to sort of pair up different pictures and different things based on what I'm seeing. Um, in real life, doing surveillance and through our database checks and things like that.
0: Yep. And so this guy reached out like on a Saturday, the second, and within like, but we didn't really start communicating till like the eighth, and within two days, um, he's talking about meeting in real life. You know, like this really coming to fruition, and he's you know, and and don't think that. Brandon's profile isn't still talking to him cause he still is. Yeah. In and- fact,
1: right here on the eighth where we're talking about a meeting is him messaging me. Yeah. And he's talking about, um, maybe coming to meet me this weekend, uh, to have some of this sexual activity that he's wanting to do. He's talking about the vehicle. He's telling me exactly what he wants to do. Um, And he asked me about sneaking out. We've seen that before, right? He's asking me to sneak out and meet him um, and just hop in a truck. And then he wants to find a spot that he can basically, what he says is unzip. And then I'm supposed to do stuff. And he suggests nine o'clock. So as you know, know, these guys change plans. You know, he, he suggests this meeting um, we set up you know, as we've said, it, it doesn't just like, it's not just me going out and seeing who shows up. I, you know, I have to get all sorts of clearances and people have to right. come and, you know, assist. So I remember sitting there until about 11 o'clock when I finally called it cause he hadn't left. Um, and we were watching what he was doing. He had people come over around yeah. seven o'clock I remember. So of course later his, um, his excuse later on, because I'm like, fine, never mind. And he says, I went to eat with my friends. They ended up taking me all sorts of places. I was riding with them, so I couldn't leave. I'm sorry. Hope you're not mad. Um, but yeah. He said, I still want to see you. Uh I just didn't get a chance to. That was that was still around in the middle of March.
0: Yeah. And so during this time frame, the introduction <clears throat> is made. I am I am communicating them at the same time um as a female profile and I do tell him that I'm almost 14 which means I'm out there as a 13 year old and he shares a couple of images um you know with me and we're doing some comparison on the photos and it's the same pictures that he had sent uh, the other profile and again just the sexualized behavior that are you talking and doing things with older guys and all these kind of things and um this guy was kind of freaky looking, in my opinion, <laughs> uh, just based on his photos. And um, so we were kind of just going back and forth for some period of time. And, um, you know, he was kind of subtle with his, you know, sexual talk. But, um, you know, common things that we see as we've done these profiles over time and they want to know about your sexual status, your virginity or lack of virginity and uh, things of that nature, and and really just try to loosen the conversation up, where um, I guess a kid in a normal circumstance might feel a little more comfortable to talk about things. <clears throat> and so, one of the things that amazes me um, is like the oops, sorry about that. Is when they will say something about you know the child's parents, like. Um, some of these guys are really dumb enough to think like, hey, would your mom or dad be upset if we were to date? And you know, just crazy things. And and
1: while he didn't really
0: suggest that.
1: um, Like that they might know about it? Yeah,
0: like what would your mom say if I came over and picked you up Hmm.
1: for this or for that? Which is so like, think about this. Like think about how far out your thinking has to be that you think, yeah. Hey, what about this? I've had them, and I don't, I'm sure you're the same. I've had them tell me, like, one guy told me, What if I date your mom oh, so yeah. that I have access to you? Yep. And I'm like, w- In what universe would any, let's just take this out of the child realm and, like, right. in what universe would some 20 year old go, Yes, date my 50 year old mom so that you can get access to me? Which yeah. I don't think there's a reason that that would happen. And, but I'm and I saying. think that's
0: a fairly common thread, the way they, the way they present that that has been presented to me many times. Um, or even the question of, you know, like I said, what, what if we were to date? Would your would your mom be okay with it? And I'm like, no, she would flip her effing mind. Are you crazy?
1: It happened. That happened. <laughs> I've actually had that several times. Yeah. And like, I even had one guy that's like, what if I married your mom so that I could always be around you and just do stuff with you? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah you have lost your mind even more than just this realm but well this guy's again.
0: thought process isn't much farther off of that track you know he's talking about um engaging in sex acts with me as a female child he's um showing me now he sent uh, some nude imagery <laughs> of his uh junk and uh, a similar pose different photo than the one Brandon described earlier about showing his naked upper body and kind of cut off at the, at the, the business end. Uh, but in mine, he actually sent, sent the actual photo uh, just from a different angle.
1: And he's talking about, I see the plan B pill he's talking about in your chats, yeah. Uh, which of course, Tony put on here, pregnancy tips from Dr. Tom. Um, so of course, you know, <laughs> right. that that's something to worry about, but there's got to be some, I don't know if there's like, let's not pretend to be psychologists, but there's got, let's think about the psychology of he's okay sending the nude imagery to you mm-hmm. as a girl, but not, to but you. not to me. And, and and he was way more aggressive in his communications
0: with you as a boy. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: And, and so, yeah, I don't really understand the. There's got, there is a
1: psychology there that, like, he's, yeah, he's way more aggressive in how he talks. He's much more graphic and more like forward and, and just straight to the, do this, do this kind of stuff right. with me, but he's willing to send you nude imagery. I don't know if that's something that's worked for him with females. And, you know, it's- it sure makes
0: you wonder, especially because he said that he had a couple girls come over who were high schoolers, but they were 18. So it really does raise some red flags for us. As if we need to escalate things to like knock him off quick, because in the short amount of time, like I, I documented here like seven hours and 49 minutes uh, from the, Moment we started until the end, but again, it's not a continuous amount of time. And in that limited amount of time, there were 24 references to me How being underage. Yeah, there was 14 references of sexualized talk and behavior, and there were three opportunities to say, "You know what?
1: No, those I, are three nude
0: images." Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right.
1: Yeah. Like who knows how many times he yeah. had the chance to, to you know, to, just completely right. disregard this activity, but he, he sent you three nude images. That's right. I forgot about the graphic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's asking, like, you never sent me pictures. And Tony's asking him about what if I want he, I'm going to quote him here. What if I want to feel how tight your kitty is? Did, <laughs> did you mention like cats? Is that? Do you have a dog or something <laughs> that pets that you guys are talking about?
0: Yeah, nope. That was not, uh, that was definitely not. Contained. Oh,
1: oh, oh, never mind. I see the word up there that he's <laughs> referring to. Never mind. I'm just kidding. He's being completely <laughs> graphic with you, too. Yeah, he it's is. just not quite as much or as quick. It didn't happen as fast for
0: sure. He definitely goes there. Um, you know the same sort of grooming things that we see and all of the solicitations you know and sexualized behavior talk it's just it's just ridiculous and as we sort of compared notes and there was a there was sort of a moment in this um that you know things happen so like when we're doing these kind of investigations like we work other cases during yep. these things like as we've said many times we we live and die by these damn you see phones and taking them with us everywhere we go, which is includes our vacation times and our other times with our families and just different sort of things like that. Well, I basically had a seven day window where I was going somewhere with my family and I was like, I'm not talking with this fool. I'm just not doing it. You know, I refuse. I'm drawing the line in the sand. And so there was actually zero communications for, seven days while I was on vacation and you would think, right. That somebody would in that position would generally think, Oh,
1: maybe I should just rethink my thoughts. And it certainly does give you the time to rethink.
0: Yeah. You know, like maybe move from little head thinker to big head thinker and, and get yourself out of clearly a very terrible situation. Um, But the number of, the number of things that came back up when it was uh, reestablished, which was done by him. Um, And it's right off the bat with wanting to produce more photos. And um, it just sets the mindset of what these guys are really thinking about. Like it, it doesn't go away from them. It doesn't, they don't have these moments of clarity very often where they're thinking, Oh, this is foolish. I shouldn't probably do this. They just continue with the behavior, which speaks to me that they probably have, success in other arenas with other real kids.
1: Yeah. Well, and with this, this one, particularly like it, I always feel bad for you guys listening. I always feel bad that you're listening to us tell the same story over and over (laughs) and over again. Does that make sense? Like, it's so weird. I just feel like no matter what we can tell a completely different set of facts and circumstances, but it's the same story. These guys are saying the same thing. They're they're telling us the same things as like here. He tells, you you know, you need to be careful. A lot of guys can act this way, but you need to be careful with them. I'm way past that. I like to treat girls. Good. You know, (laughs) like the, it's the same as the, our Craigslist guys, you know, there are a lot of weirdos and crazies on here. You need to be careful. You can trust me, that kind of thing. But I feel like, gosh, it's just the same. If we condense down every chat that we did. Right. And just, took the themes, it would be the same thing over and over again, right? It,
0: it does sound very repetitive. I I feel like we're almost a broken record at times because yeah. the, the communications are almost always the same. Uh, very sexualized, very quick, very And you aggressive. sort of start
1: like, okay. You know, while you're chatting, you're like, All right. Yes, you too. Exactly. (laughs) Here's another one.
0: Well, he steps up his game a little, um, and he starts to pinpoint some accurate dates and times for a potential meet in real life. And again, uh, like Brandon said, we we don't just show up to these, you know, by ourselves or with one other person. We bring a lot of people who put fancy pants and party socks on and want to dance and um
1: and in fact when there are two profiles right you bring two sets of teams
0: yep (laughs) absolutely and and again don't lose the fact that all of the communications are still happening with brandon's boy profile and so we sort of get a timeline of when the big day may be and uh that turns out to be like towards the
1: end of March twenty second. Yeah, basically one month to the day. Yep. After we, I started talking with this guy. Yeah, and that was twenty nineteen. So it's not that long ago. Like right. some of our cases, like Tony's got cases that are going back to twenty eleven and twelve. This one's yeah. just a few years ago. It's we're one year before pandemic hit. Yeah, that's true. Had he known, <laughs> had we known,
0: right? But uh, he, he gives some guesstimation. And, of course, by this point, we already know who he is. We know about his history. We know where he works. We know everything about him. And it it definitely appears as though this is going to happen. And so he's telling me about getting ready and the, how long it's going to take him to get from where he is to my location, which is he says it was about an hour, but I think it was actually more than that. A little yeah, bit more. Yeah, he
1: was, he was on – one side of the Metroplex, you were on the other side. It's with traffic in the middle of the morning. It was a good hour and 20.
0: Yeah, maybe, yeah, close to 90 minutes or so. Um, I give him some, you know, sort of particulars about where to go and, uh, you know, where he can park his car and just to let me know. And I I, I don't know if this has audio that would pick up. Uh, probably not. But we, uh, we had a takedown video of it, uh, which – Sounds like it's very cool, but it's uh, it's really not that.
1: It's quite mundane. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty him basic. pulling in. The, I mean, he pulls in to where he's supposed to. He t- sends texts like, you know, come meet me outside or whatever, and then he gets met by a bunch of cops. Yep. Um, he shows up in the exact same vehicle that he'd sent pictures of. It's sort of like okay, same story, different yeah. day kind of thing.
0: But to put into context, the the amount of time we spend in this role, right? So for this guy alone and for just the time, I, if I was going to equate man hours into uh, this one particular case that took place in the course of 30 days, right? 113 hours total Hmm. of just me, that doesn't account anything that you did, which has got to be equally as close. Yeah. And so think of that 200 hours, 200 plus hours by two Detectives from two different agencies in one month. In I mean, it's just a month. month. It's crazy to think about. But he did show. He showed up. Um,
1: I remember doing this interview. Yeah, uh, sitting in your jail yep. doing interview with him. Uh, he so how to describe? Like, I think sometimes people that hear us talk about these things, they're like, "This guy. These are the." The most vile, and they really are doing yep. the most evil, heinous stuff. Yep. But personally, he is also a very—he was a very nice guy. He was. he was a very quiet guy, and he was super friendly. Like yes, he was not in a creepy, like slimy, manipulative way, but he was genuinely like friendly. Right? Am I? I'm well, not, his
0: his opener—it very, very hat very in hand. You know, head dipped down, upset with himself. His first opener was, "I fucked up." Yeah, <laughs>
1: and you like know, I, that, I don't mean it to sound weird, but he was very nice, right? Like well, he was. We
0: also don't want it to sound like you know, uh, you know, we're not um, we're, we're not total jerks, right? No, like you know, we realize that this is one component of this guy's life. Yeah, it's a really bad component, uh, but he is a human being, and we treat them with respect. And I know a lot of people have a hard time with that. When we talk about that, even especially when we go and do trainings with cops, um, because it's very difficult to wrap your mind around the fact that some adult male is wanting to meet in person with a kid for this sexualized behavior and, and to commit these offenses. And, and that's a terrible, horrible, disgusting thing.
1: His friendliness doesn't negate right. in any way his behavior. Yeah. And quite frankly, like we're we have good experience in differentiating between sincere friendliness and someone who's trying to play us. We do know the difference. Yeah. This guy, he was, you know, like I think it was a mixture of oh yeah. crap, I've been caught, I messed up. But he was also seemed like a nice, like personable guy. Um that doesn't mean anything. No, he we still talk to him the same way, as far as about what he's done. Yeah, and what's he admit to?
0: Oh, he admits to a bunch of stuff. Um, he totally admits to all of the sexually graphic communications. Um, you know, with both of our profiles, basically. So we bullet.
1: Let's bullet. We've bullet pointed them out here. Yeah. He's admitted to meeting and communicating with the fourteen-year-old or almost fourteen-year-old girl. Yeah. Having he's- graphic sexual conversations with her. Yep. Sending, sending nude images. Yep. Of, of
0: yeah, of his erect junk uh, to this female child.
1: Yep. Um He asked her to produce images and videos, um, but she refused. He arranged a meeting and yeah. it, the purpose of that was to have sexual behavior. Um and though, then on, though he said his real intention was just to meet and hang out. Yeah. But we sort of like no, we see the forest really, through the trees like we that's not really what you want yeah, that
0: the I guess the advantage that we have being that this is our case and we've done the communications even though he doesn't know that mm-hmm. and we don't broadcast that um, but it's no secret that that's how it works. So we do have the ability when when faced with someone who tries to minimize yeah. what really was going to happen because how many times have we heard that. I was just going to tell that little kid to be really safe and careful.
1: I was just going to take them to their parents and make sure they knew what they were doing online. Right.
0: Right, which is followed by, well, how many times did you call the police to let them know about this child's odd behavior? Yeah, (laughs) and while you
1: were planning to take them to their parent, why were you asking about the size of their genitals and their masturbatory (laughs) habits? Right. Um, So he did admit to – he actually admitted to something he didn't do Right. at first because he thought he had actually sent a nude image to me as the boy, Yes. uh, which he didn't. But I think he believed that he had, which kind of makes me wonder or made me wonder like, have you? Yeah. Um, but he did admit to sending adult pornography to me, which he did. Um, and to arranging a meeting with me, which he didn't say, he actually said he wasn't serious about meeting. Yeah.
0: Which I think is not true at all. I, I think what really happened because especially he had been under surveillance for a period yeah. of time and, and they, you know, if there hadn't been a cop that could convey that, Hey, some people just showed up like, yeah, I don't know what's going on, you know? Um, so I, I don't really believe that side of it. He, he could say what he wants to about that, but
1: well, and you know, like, although he's saying this to, to us, as far as like, he's, you know, talking about meeting yeah. a boy, he is, he is not, you know, having male relationships in most of his sexual life from what right. we could tell through our, uh, um, through our digging anyway. Uh, he did ask me as a boy to produce yep. videos or pictures. Um, and it, so the that's last part of his
0: admissions were were really more telling of the yep. of the continued behavior and the concerns we kind of had. Because he did admit that he had received um, child sex abuse material, imagery, and videos through various groups online. Yep. Uh, um, he said
1: he downloaded and had CSAM yep. on his device at the time. Yep. Uh, and said that he admitted that those those images and videos of, of CSAM are, are from kids between five and six and a little older. Um, yeah. So he, which we did find yep. on his device. Uh, in fact, one of the um, images that was that, I think that, yeah, well, we don't put sort of age ranges, but they were, I think one was in the age range of like eight to 10, if I remember. Um, So he got charged federally, right?
0: (laughs) He did. He, he got a four count indictment, um, which is a, that's a hit. Yeah. that's, (laughs) That's a big hit.
1: Because what is it? What does he have? He has enticement of, my profile. He has enticement of your profile, right? He has the production of your profile. And then he has the CSAM offense.
0: And so for our audience of non-law enforcement, so that you understand if someone does ask, if an adult asks a child to produce self-generated sexual abuse material, that is a crime. Yeah. And it carries a big old wallop with a big old stick. And so, for him to get a four count indictment, um, as you can imagine, especially federally in our area, uh, he was uh, prosecuted uh, successfully. Yep, and he ended up getting what? Fifteen years. Fifteen years federal,
1: which is just a plea, a plea agreement. Because yeah. had he fought with a four count indictment, he's facing uh well, well, at two least of those
0: were fifteen each,
1: ten each, yeah. Yeah, for the attempted side. So right. with the fifty I mean, he's looking right there at probably thirty years minimum, yeah. thirty to fifty years. If he'd have gone to trial. If he had gone to trial. So right. I mean I mean we're guessing. That's what yeah, we would have yeah.
0: thought. Yeah. I mean generally just if you the the federal system does work in a way where you can sort of calculate that based on different factors and whatnot. And and so, you know, I think he was probably wise to work out a plea agreement for that yeah. because That's a gift, you know. That's probably half of what he normally. (laughs) That's half of what he normally would have gotten.
1: And what are our takeaways? One takeaway: I want to show, or I want our listeners to realize, not all these guys are creepy, right? I mean, maybe they are in the stuff that they're doing, yes. But he didn't look creepy. He's a normal-looking guy, kind of a young, hip-looking guy, yeah. Uh, And he's very personable. He's got a normal job. He's got a family. Um, He did. He was married. So, yeah, he's not the you know, creepy child molester guy that you think of yeah. when you think of these predators. He would have come across like the everyday Joe at the mechanic, you know, doing the mechanic work at the the shop or whatever. Yep. Uh and, you know, so And I
0: can assure you though, we don't really know because we never really encountered or maybe there was a little bit of encountering with his wife at the time. There was Obviously some things that she was trying to sort out and whatnot and 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 I'll be honest, we at least me, I'll speak for myself. When I speak to the spouses of of these individuals that we arrest um it's terrible. It's a horrible gut wrenching conversation, but I don't sugarcoat it. I tell them the truth about what happened because it may be the only time they hear a actual true statement about what really happened. Because we know we've listened to jail calls millions of times, and yep. we know generally that uh, some people have a way of minimizing, yep. even though this is not the case with him. He didn't, he really told her, This is what I did. And this he is, he
1: did kind of with us at first, yeah. sort of downplay and like, No, nothing's there. But right. eventually, you know, when faced with basically two people who know everything about what you've been doing. It's hard to keep that up for very long. And he sort of broke, but yeah.
0: And it's difficult. His wife was, was very upset as you can imagine, because this and many of these cases have a way of just fracturing families. I mean, just ripping them apart. And you know, we are cognizant of that, but we also want to make sure that, that they really understand, you know, what happened? What transpired? Because out of fairness, they need to make informed decisions about what they do. Yeah. Not all of these people, believe it or not, um, leave those people. They stick it out with them. They go yeah. through things to try to work things out, which seems very bizarre to a bunch of our listeners, but it happens all the time. Right. You know, happens all the time.
1: Well, we have some cool stuff coming up. Uh, this is a joint case, but we do have some individual cases coming up. We have some parent safety. We realize that we haven't done um, really parent-focused uh, episodes in a while as far as like right. how to, what to recognize, what are our, some of our um, statistics around this problem and some of that stuff. So um, we decided that rather than always presenting to our community presentations live, why don't we talk about some of that stuff on here so y'all's benefit you get it so um we're going to discuss that and then uh we've got some more case studies coming your way we're getting ready we're ramping up for the august crimes conference we're going to hear some really cool interviews with people coming up again uh and then we may have some interesting stuff coming up on the horizon that we can't talk about yet but hopefully that is true that is exciting stuff forgot about that we
0: we shouldn't tease you with that. We've we've notoriously done that in the past. But. Oh, we have to
1: make sure that you stay interested. <clears throat> yeah, right? but
0: there really there really is some really wicked cool stuff that uh is on the horizon that we hope comes to fruition. So yep. we'll see. It's a and little If it early. doesn't,
1: then we were just doing a teaser so that you yeah, would see that. You'll stay never off. know. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate you sticking with us. Yeah, and thank you until very next much. time, we'll talk to you again soon. All right.
0: Thank you for listening to the Catfish Cops podcast brought to you by Brandon Poor and Tony Godwin. For additional information and available resources, please visit our website, www.catfishcops.com and click on the resources link.